0: Welcome to Just One i I'm Dr. Melissa Horn, a diversity, equity, and inclusion advocate. In this podcast, I chat with industry experts and thought leaders about the latest trends related to diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. Each episode, I ask one burning question tied to current events. Our goal is to leave you with the tools you need to drive change in your own life, both personally and professionally. Well, we made it. It's a new year. And that means we have many more topics to discuss. Before we get into today's topic, I'd like to take a moment to thank you all for listening. I'm grateful to have this platform where I'm able to amplify the messages of so many thought leaders and folks who are making a difference in workplaces across Canada in the US. If you have a topic you'd like me to discuss, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. And now to today's show. As we begin a new year, many of us are taking the time to self-reflect. What does diversity, equity, and inclusion mean in my own life? What does it mean in my business? What does it mean as a business professional? How do I fit into the whole diversity, equity, and inclusion equation? How can I reflect on my own self-awareness? Which leads me into today's burning question. How can we harness cultural self-awareness as a tool for effective change in our organizations? And to answer today's question, I'm really excited uh, to be joined by Mr. Jesse Ross. Jesse is a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant, executive coach, and international speaker who has delivered over 400 speaking engagements at colleges, conferences, corporate, and nonprofit companies. Jesse offers training, workshops, evaluations, assessments, and strategy development for schools, businesses, and organizations. He's been engaging his audiences with his Morning Minute call to actions on his Instagram and LinkedIn page since before our world went into civil unrest. And today he's here to talk to us about the importance of cultural self-awareness as a tool for effective change. Jesse, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to be here and uh, excited to uh, get into the conversation.
0: Yeah, it was kind of funny that you you brought up this idea of of cultural self-awareness as a tool for effective change. As we are in the new year, we often sit back and reflect and, and take stock and, and start uh, setting goals for the year ahead. So I thought this was a perfect time uh, for us to talk. And so I want to turn it over to you because I know that you've got a really important take on this topic.
1: Thank you very much. And you're right, Melissa. I think the the new year uh, gives people opportunity to reevaluate where they are. What are the things that they want to kind of start doing, um, and even stop doing? Which is what I always tell people is like there's certain things you might want to start or stop. Uh, so this idea of cultural self-awareness uh, as a tool for effective change really came from me doing countless presentations and workshops in organizations. For those of you all who are listening, I am an African American male. I tend to work a lot in predominantly white organizations or institutions. And some of the conversations were, you know, trainings that they wanted around like unconscious bias or microaggressions. And not that those things aren't important, but really the heart of what I started talking to companies, the heart of what they were really trying to get at is like, how do we as an organization, as an entity, really dive into creating a culture that's inclusive not just checking the box. And so I came up with this workshop that's turned into a full day <laughs> referral workshop, really centered around um, where we're so focused on uh, what I call other awareness. So data, statistics, things that we see, but then that impacts how we change our behavior. But we never actually focus on ourselves. If we focus on ourselves first, recognize, you know, where we're from, what we like, what we don't like, what we have been influenced by, then that can influence the behavior change. And then hopefully we can use the other awareness as an additional tool, but not the tool to make the change. So I'm super excited. So.
0: Tell me more about that, because I know when we've talked before, so you mentioned that you work in predominantly white organizations and how does that conversation typically go? Um, you mentioned that we're often focused on statistics, demographics, and and how does your workshop go over with folks? Because I, I think that there's something that you really hit on that, um, that folks who participate in your training sort of aren't really aware of.
1: I think it surprises people
0: in conversation
1: is always great and then when we get into the workshop i think i kind of throw people for a loop. just a second um i like having the element of surprise but not in a sense of uh you know offending anyone i think most organizations most companies really want to focus on equity and inclusion i think that's a kind of a a very obvious goal that people want to accomplish but nobody actually knows how to do it so think about this scenario and I talk about this a lot. I talk about my own experience because I don't want to you know, put anybody else's out there. But I didn't know that I was a good uh, student in high school until I had a teacher. And he would always say this specific thing. Hey, did you finish your work, Jesse? And I'm like, absolutely. He's like, is it right? I'm like, absolutely. And then he would ask me this question that I hated. Did you show your work? And every single time I'd say, <laughs> no, I don't understand why I need to show my work. And way until after I graduated, right, it, it clicked where he said, it's not just about getting the right answer. It's about showing people how you got there so that they can get there too. And so I think often we want equity and inclusion in these conversations to be easy. We approach it like everyone should know how to get there, right? Five plus two, uh, two plus one, like it's, we should have a high capacity to reach the answer, but realistically... You know, there's some some equations we got to use, you know, some, some extra math. We got to show some stuff. You might even need a scratch sheet of paper and you might get it wrong. And I think once I figured that out, that that equation was kind of happening inside organizations, I said, OK, we got to really dive into the heart of the culture inside organizations before we can even talk about equity and inclusion and trying to change systemic things.
0: So when we talk about cultural self awareness, what are some of the things that we're sort of out there doing that we don't even realize that has um, impacted us?
1: Ah, oh, it's a great question. So I think people forget in the the, the day and age of what I would call uh, social awareness, right? We have Me Too, Black Lives Matters, protests, all the different things that people I think are very passionate about and should be passionate about. We forget where we learn that stuff from. So. If we're, if we're we're honest, right, I was born in Jackson, Mississippi, although I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, my parents are from the South. And so while I was born in the South, but raised in the North, I have my influence coming from mainly the South and some from the North. There were expectations that were given upon me and my household, but I grew up in the Midwest community. And then there were certain things that happened in my neighborhood. And if you expand, there were certain things that happened as we um, started getting into our extracurricular activities or um, fine arts, all these different things. And then we dive into the subcultures, right? We forget that that actually created the culture that we individually grew up in. Now, every company, every organization, every school institution has their own culture as well, but it first started like at home, like we learned it from our people. And whoever your people are, <laughs> no matter you, if, you love, if you love them or you don't love them, um, we learn culture from the people that we are around. I always talk about experience and exposure. Mm. So based on our experience and our exposure, we may be further along the spectrum or further you know behind the spectrum. It's not a matter about who's better, who's worse, but here's where we are. And now that we know or at least can have an assumption of where we are, now I can start trying to figure out how do I start moving the way I want to move?
0: That's a really interesting point there that that you just made, this idea about um, experience and exposure. And you know I think that's sort of the heart of of starting the journey of of cultural self-awareness that we often don't think about. But I love that you sort of started with the home and then you think about, okay, how have I been influenced um, by the schools I've gone to, by the activities? That I participated and it just sort of circles out and that then these organizations are made up of people who have all these different influences and it creates their own culture as well. But that's a really, really, I think, powerful. um, I'm just getting this image of this sort of rippling water, like rippling effect, basically. (laughs) That's exactly
1: what it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's really interesting just way of sort of framing it and, and, and thinking about it. And I know um, that you often have these conversations and I know you do these anti-racism conversations. So how do you sort of work this idea of cultural self-awareness into anti-racism conversations? And I know you sort of talk with white men and and with white women.
1: I try to be uh, what I call GED certified, right? Try to make it too deep for anybody um, and easily applicable for everyone. And so what I try to kind of focus people on is what I call role, goal, soul. So think about it this way. We all have some role, right? You're a podcast host. Uh, I'm a guest, but I'm also a father, a husband, a community member, an entrepreneur, all these different titles that we carry. And the roles that we take on upon ourselves or that have been given to us, there's a role that we serve. Now, the deeper question behind that is, what is your role in creating communities or companies or whatever you want to call it that you can be proud of? So based on me being you know, a dad, an entrepreneur, a community member, there's a role that I play when I show up in certain environments. There's a role that I play when I show up in organizations. So what is my role in creating communities that I can be proud of is one of the first questions that I ask people. Second question is, what is your goal? So we all have some aspirations, something that we want to accomplish in life, but based on the roles that we have, what will be better or different when we set those goals, right? So If I'm selfishly saying I want to uh, achieve financial freedom for the sake, right, that's a great goal, but it actually means nothing if I I don't create maybe a legacy or something different for those who come after me or those who are actually even going with me. So based on the goals that we want to set inside our organizations, inside our institutions and for our own personal lives who will be affected? What will be better or different because we existed? And then the last question technically is how is your soul? Now, this is more kind of an empathy oriented question and intrinsic value. How do you feel when you go to work? How do you feel when you get up in the morning? How do you feel when you engage in community and when you show up? Uh, How do you feel when you turn on the news and you see things that are happening that that you know make you feel whatever way. This is the I'll call it work and the people work that should be done in alignment with your values, which then kind of leads me to a fourth question unintentionally. Is like what are your core values? So I, I really try to walk people through. Hey, based on the roles that you have in your own personal life, we have a role to also create communities that we can be proud of, based on the goals that we have to set. And there are certain you know job oriented things that we are supposed to accomplish, but what's going to be better or different? What's the legacy we're going to create because we're here. And then how do you feel when you're engaged in that? You should be doing things that are in alignment with your values. And then the last one would be, if you don't know, I ask people all the time, what are your core values? So for mine, it's integrity, transparency, relationships, everything that I do, whether it's a podcast interview, whether it's engaging in community, whether it's showing up, uh, at my kid's school, whatever that is, I want it to be in alignment with those values because it makes me feel like I'm doing purposeful work. When we're talking about cultural self-awareness, we have to take inventory of our own lives personally and professionally because your person follows you everywhere you go. That's right. but, then the hope, <laughs> but then the hope is if you can answer those questions, you can allow those three or four questions to kind of lead you, then we'll start to move to a more inclusive culture, and then we'll be able to identify how do we actually get to equity. So that's just one of the ways that I kind of walk people through. Um, and sorry that took so long. I just wanted to make sure I get made it very plain for people.
0: No, I think that's really important. You're hitting on a really important point. Is that you know often we talk to folks and they wanna they wanna get to the end mm. where the world is more inclusive, where where equity is is there. But what you're Reminding us is that it it really if we want uh, to have a more equitable world we have to look at ourselves and look at how how we can affect that change right exactly. so we often we talk a lot about the systems that are within the institutions and you know those I think are admirable not just admirable but they are things that we must look at but the people make up the organizations as, as well and so even if we have just and equitable systems if the people inside those organizations. Haven't done that work themselves, and and aren't creating a place where there is inclusion, um, where there is where where there is a sense of belonging, then even if we have sort of these just systems, we, we don't necessarily have that that culture as well. So I think that's a really really powerful way of, of thinking about it.
1: Thank you. It's it's one of those things where I I really again I try to be G D certified. <laughs> I try to make it very simple and plain because I think we naturally. I think unintentionally, but naturally make it way more complicated than it is. I'm not saying that these complexes and institutions and organizations can't be complicated because they definitely are. There's red tape all over the place. But I do think if we're really talking about how do we create change, how do we become more aware of where we are? We got to start with us and then figure out how to work ourselves up to that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it's something that people can walk away with and, and take very tangibly to into their own personal lives.
0: And before we sort of uh, sign off, I wanted to sort of ask, I know that you do your morning minutes. I know that you, you've you got your anti-racism conversations. I know that there are ways that folks can can connect with you as well. And so where do you think, where, where should people sort of go if they want to start to sort of do that cultural self-awareness? Um, can we yeah. go to your website or what's the best place to start?
1: Yeah, well, if you're listening to this and you are a social media uh, person, I would say the best place to connect and follow me would be on Instagram, uh, my My handle is at Mr. J Ross, M-R-J-R-O-S-S. That's that's probably the most active where I am. I'm definitely on LinkedIn, just Jesse Ross. I'm the only black Jesse Ross on LinkedIn. I I learned that. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would definitely say uh, my website is uh, Mr. Jesse which I know we'll put a link in there, but I try to be as responsive. I'm probably the most active though on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but not enough, but I try to tell people, Hey, this is me all day, every day. And so if you have a question, if you, even if you disagree, you might even have a complaint. I tell people, Hey, reach out every now and then I entertain um, (laughs) trolls and I'm not saying those are listening that are trolls, but I think conversations are very important and we live in a day and age now where people just don't want to talk and they're afraid to talk. And so I think that that has been one of the best steps of moving in whatever the direction that people want to move in is, let's have a conversation, right? Not just over social media, but we can initiate it. And so I think people will be surprised if you reach out, I will respond. It just might take me like a day or two <laughs> to get back to you.
0: Oh uh, no, you're very active and you're really busy. I wanna just thank you, Jesse, because you've given us a lot to think about. To recap for, for folks, um, you know, I think one of the things that, that you can start to do, as Jesse said, is think about your experience and your exposure. Where, where have you come from? Where are you now? And what is the role in your community? What are your goals? What is going to be different or better once you set these goals? And, and how are you feeling? What are your core values? And how can you put that into uh, play in both your personal professional lives? Jesse, I want to thank you so much for your time today. You've given us a lot to think about. If you want to learn more about his work, you can visit him at www.mrjessieross.com. You can also sign up to his anti-racism conversation meetings, which we will include a link to in the show notes. Um, We'll also include his Instagram handle and his LinkedIn handle as well. To everyone who tuned in, Thanks again for joining me on Just One Q. As always, if you have your own questions, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Until next time, I'm Dr. Melissa Horn, and this is Just One Q.